bet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. Um, you heard things. You know how loose this kind of is. Yeah. So, oh yeah, my squeaky chair. Squeaky. Um, this is perfect. So, no, I really enjoy that because I like having a sense of place. Okay. In, the, in these bits of audio. So, you know, hearing things move around the room, you set your glass down. Perhaps people in the background is all really entertaining to me. I'll, like, play my nails like Dolly Parton. Do it. Like. I, that's, <laughs> and if, like you said, if you really want to get up and dance around, that's totally it fine. It might happen. You never know. Well, we can scoot the table this way. No, there's plenty of room. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So... Uh, I'm Thomas, and this is another episode of the KAAMP, that is the Knoxville Area Artist Networking Platform, and I had to remember this time because I got it wrong last time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> shaking off the nerves after the first of the year. But, there we go, I got it right. And, uh, will you please introduce yourself? Yes, uh, I'm Chloe. Uh, I do a lot of things. Uh, I would probably call myself an artist. Um... Yeah, I'm 22 now, so I feel young to be in the career, I guess, but I I don't know. I try to do a lot of things for being young. I try to put myself out there, try to uh, work really hard to get good. And I don't know. There's no real definition of good. But I was about try to, to ask get for. try to get better than I was before and reach this like non-existent goal of perfection. You know, that's yeah. I'm out here doing things. That's all we can really do, isn't it? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, here we are doing the thing. Yeah. I'm talking. You're talking. Arts being made. Shenanigans being shared and inspired. Yeah, always. So, how do you like to get down in your world of creative expression? Ooh. There's a few different ways that I like to create. Uh, I am an artist in the visual arts sense. I'm also a dancer, so I teach tap dance. Uh, I've taught a few different other types of dance, but that's really my favorite. Uh, as far as like visual art goes, I'm very diverse because... I find interest in a lot of different things, and I think they build off of one another. I love uh, painting with oil and acrylic and watercolor and ink and all of the things. I'm not quite good at spray paint, but, you know, I've tried it a few times. I you mean, know there's a lot of walls around here. Yeah. A lot of them. And I, you know, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I would. I'm not saying I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> um... I have a lot of experience with painting. I also enjoy drawing. I'd say I have less experience with it, but still a decent amount. Um, I love sculpture. I have the least experience with it, um, but I'm hoping like slowly to build that repertoire until I feel like I can make my ideas go from my brain to reality. Um, I feel like I'm almost there with painting. Drawing, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> sculpture, definitely not. It's just like squiggles in the air at this point with sculpture. But it's it's a lot of fun. And I think that dance plays into sculpture in a very beautiful way. Uh, yeah. I dig it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, those are all very complimentary. Yeah, they all play into one another. They're like, yeah, just flourishes. Well, motion and sculpture is very important. Dance. I think you got that nailed. Yeah, yeah. Even in like 2D painting, I have to find some kind of like uh, movement uh, in the picture, but also like 
I remember working on one of my pizzas recently and I was like, okay, I don't know what is going on with this. So I set up my camera and I like put my body in different motions in front of it to see which kind of shapes I like to fill the space with. And then I took those shapes and like made them into creatures on the painting. And it, it does have a lot of movement now. And I was like, okay, well that worked. That worked. At least in my brain, it works. Right, and that's yeah. u- that's ultimately the important part, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're trying to sell it. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the the creation part is for you, like yeah. the genesis and the manufacture is is your process. Like you, totally. You you have to, you got to own that one. Cause, I, I know, guess sh- ain't nobody sh- else gonna own it. Oh lord. <laughs> well, you, know, you know, after that becomes the sharing if you want to share it. So it's you know that's the first part of the process, kind of selfish. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I have to fight this, like, well, internal obligation to share everything, too. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that, but I understand. Yeah, yeah. I feel like all of my art has to be good enough to share, and I have to fight these, like, extreme perfectionist tendencies inside of myself. The, the thing I have an issue with inside that realm is... Uh, sharing the things that are incomplete because I chose not to finish them. Yes, yes. I, my philosophy is like, if it's sitting in the corner for years, like, I'm still going to do it later. No, I'm not going to do it. But I'm telling myself I'm going to do, do it. I'm going to do it, yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, what a, yes. <laughs> that's, that's a double-edged sword right there. Yeah, somehow it makes me feel better, even though I know it's not real. I'll sketch out a lot of paintings. And it's just like, God, I can't wait to paint this. And then my sketchbook is full of, you know, decently you know decently filled with things and then nothing ever and it's the things that i think while i'm doodling the things i intend to paint that usually end up getting on canvas well i mean there's your process do you like fill sketchbooks though um i do it's slow but i do um one one of my questions is i like to ask people like what their sketchbook looks like or their notepad and their phone yeah my notepad (laughs) and my phone i literally pulled it up the other day and it had 34 in it and i was like why is this here Uh, (laughs) this has got to go okay so i'll delete that one why are you here um yeah my sketchbooks i they're which one i like i get halfway through them and then i'm like okay now this one was for uh life drawing this one i was really trying to make it look like one of those people on instagram who have like these really cool sketchbooks and this one is only (laughs) ink and this one and it continues and yeah yeah, I don't even know anymore. Now I've started this thing where there's like little uh, illustration boards everywhere, and they're not even in a sketchbook. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just floating. <laughs> well, they're telling a 3D story. Right, yeah, right. Cause, so cause... next I'm going to build furniture out of them for little dolls. Not really. Why <laughs> not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, it couldn't be the craziest thing anybody's created, could it? I don't don't think so. No, my bouquet over there, uh, I don't know if you noticed it. Uh, It is... Oh, boy. (laughs) I see it Should I describe it? Yeah, go. We we can mark this E for explicit. (laughs) If anybody gets pissed off, they can have it. (laughs) Go ahead. No, I mean, I should have told you up front that you can say whatever the hell you want to say. Okay, well, good, good. Okay, so it's a, a bouquet of flowers. I call it the Pintunias. Uh, there's six different <laughs> <laughs> types of uh, penises on it, and they're uh, all purple, lavender-scented soap. They smell like little old lady Dollar Tree soap. Oh, my God. Um, yes. <laughs> and so I, like, 
screwed them into these flowers that I found at TJ Maxx and like painted them and made this bouquet of like all these different ones. Yeah. I love it. It was part of my senior thesis in college and it was probably like I think it was probably Carl's favorite because when I brought it in it was it was uh raining so I had it under my coat and I didn't oh I didn't know God. if I was supposed to like <laughs> show it to everyone or not so I set it on the table and left it covered and he's like okay so Class share time, what is that? And I pull the coat off and this like look of shock and like pure joy of what have you just made came across everyone in the room and I was like, now this feels like art. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put the blanket or whatever over it and you made it a mystery. Oh, I did. And, it, then, then, and yeah. then it was performance art too. It snaps all around, you know, here for the performance art. <laughs> Truly. That's, I, I wish I could have seen Carl's face. Oh, it was great. And he goes, next, does anybody have a glitter bomb? Oh, my God. It's <laughs> like, man, I wish. For real, that's the, next, that's the only thing. Yeah, the I'll, be, I'll thing. bring that next week, Carl. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love that story. That was, yeah, that was a fun time. <laughs> so, can we sort of take a chronological journey through uh, your mediums and sort of how you progress to where you're currently at oh, with what you currently use? I use everything currently. Uh, sure. Uh, Was there a time where you didn't use everything? I don't know. Oh, that must be a tough question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To leave me speechless. Um, I guess. With, okay, so I instead I'll go chronologically through like my classes, I guess, so to speak, and like my timeline of what I learned, and hopefully that will like tell you what materials I was using uh so I started off just like a regular kid but I was obsessed with drawing and so my family was able to see that and so they put me in art classes and uh the teacher was Eric Buchel and he um taught us in a very like traditional method where the first like hour or so of class he would pull out a master's work we would copy it and then the next like three hours or so we would just make whatever we wanted so a lot of that was painting um some of it was drawing i drawing gives me an existential crisis uh so we kind of veered away from that you know uh most of it was painting uh i'll never forget this one time my mom loves to tell this story where I was painting this picture and then he just came by and put like a giant red dot in the middle of it. And he's like, you need some red right there. And I was just kind of like, what is going on? <laughs> no, you just did not. Okay. Well, all right. This is fine. Uh, whole yeah. worldview upside down. <laughs> yes. Rage. One red dot. <laughs> oh. uh, and then I became the red dot filled with rage. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. And Eric taught me a lot, and that's really where I felt started to get some like pride in my work, and like I am doing real art. I'm not doing uh, crafts. Like I don't know. I I hate to use crafts in a like it sounds like a derogatory way. But yeah, I that mean was really in, like, harsh. Yeah, crafts <laughs> in like a elementary school art teacher who doesn't know what they're doing. Crafts way, not as in like a. Appalachian people who work really hard at their beautiful crafts. I think there's a very big difference, <laughs> personally. Um, because I had that art teacher. <laughs> no shade. Um, <laughs> uh, 
So then I had Eric, and then I moved to high school, which I was very blessed to have a um, art teacher who really worked hard to give us every opportunity. She would sign us up for art shows, and she would do all of this extra work. Um, and it's because of her that I am where I am. I think because I was able to put all of these things on my college applications and say, like, oh, I've been in art shows. I know what's going on. If she had not been there for me, it would not have looked as good, um, <laughs> for real. Um, she knew what she was doing. She did, and she was lifesaver. Um, and then I went to college, and I worked with Carl and Baron, and they were both amazing. And then after that, um, I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I had made a plan to go to grad school, um, and it was COVID, and I didn't want to do online school, and I was just not doing great. So then I ended up assisting a lot of different artists in the community, which that's how I've like met a bunch of people. And that was very cool, but very stressful because it was never the same. And I like, I don't know when your whole income depends on artists needing your help on a random day. It's, it's like, it could be worrisome. It, yeah. It was not <laughs> great for my mental health. And so, uh, yeah. So now I'm an elementary school art teacher. Um, it's fun. It's a lot, but it's fun. Um, yeah, and in college, I learned oil paint. In high school, I did watercolor. Um, uh, I, chalks, I kind of, like, did throughout periodically. Um, ink has been a thing I've done the past couple years. Um, I think that answers the original question in the most roundabout way I could have possibly done it. Well, I, it was a chronological order, so yeah. Yeah. I, th <laughs> I think it. you got it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Think you got it. <laughs> so, what what are the tools you use most frequently right now? Mm. Mm. Tools in the metaphorical sense, you know. Mm. My tap shoes I use the most because I teach <laughs> tap. And recently I've been teaching watercolor. So, watercolor. <laughs> um in my personal practice, I could probably say that I've been obsessed with gouache. And as a kid, I was exposed to gouache once in Eric's class. And I said, I hate this. I'm never using this again. <laughs> and I don't know what was wrong with that gouache. Because the gouache that I'm using now is fine. And I love it. It's like creamy and it's watercolor and acrylic and just vibrant and delicious. So that's probably, I don't know, that's been my current. That's your go-to right now. Yeah. You know, it changes pretty frequently. I'm, I feel like I'm kind of in between things, to be honest. But. Ooh. Well, if you're in between things, what is next? I don't know. That's <laughs> why I'm like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> just so y'all know, she is kind of sitting here like scratching her chin for real. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm growing a beard just thinking about it, man. <laughs> Maybe if I grunt hard enough, it'll be like real long, you know, <laughs> join a contest or something. So, so is, do you, are you leaning towards anything or just, mm. just, are, are you, is this the blank page of the idea? This is a blank page. I like, I had an art, an idea earlier today, uh, in order to fight, like, I don't know. I can't address this without addressing my mental health issues. To no, be then, with then you. run it if you're comfortable. Yeah, because, uh, the past year has been 
really, really rough for me. Uh, in February, I lost my cat, which to a lot of people is not like a big deal, but to me is a huge deal. Uh, then later that year, I lost my great grandma, who we were all very close with. Uh, she held the family together, and I don't know, I feel like she was a kind kindred spirit. Uh, and then in November, I lost my dad. Uh, so it's just been, I've been depressed. It's been very rough. So I'm trying to come back to the studio. Um, it was hard because I would come to the studio and this thing that was like always bringing me joy. I was like, why is this not bringing me joy? What's wrong with me? And it just like made me feel crazy. Uh, and so I'm trying, like, there's been a few days where I'm like, okay, look at me. I'm making something. It's happening. Uh, and then I come back and I'm like, okay, what was that? <laughs> um, so I'm trying to get back into making things right now. I really feel like I'm in between ideas. Uh, but earlier today I was like, what if I like encourage myself to journal? Like every, all my therapists and friends are like, okay, come on, journal. This will help you. I'm like, okay, no. <laughs> I promise I won't. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, we'll see about that. I'm not going to tell you no, but I'm not going to tell you yes. <laughs> but today I did have the idea to like start using that in my artwork, like writing these entries and then like pasting them onto my artwork and then maybe even covering them up and just like, I don't know, finding a use for them. I don't know. I also find uh, it's been healing to destroy some of my artwork. Ooh, then you and I need to talk about a different episode of this podcast. Okay, okay, <laughs> please. Uh, but please continue. Uh, yeah, well, that was that was that all was I had to say it? about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Forrest Gump, unplug the wire. That's all I had to say about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, so you're kind of in the middle of practicing finding joy in the studio again right now. Yeah, that's actually part of my New Year's resolutions. I uh, I felt kind of pitiful this year with my New Year's resolutions because I always like have this really in-depth list and I'm like, I'm going to have 12 shows. I'm going to yada, yada, yada. Uh, this year it was like, I'm going to try to find joy in making art in my practice and I'm also going to uh, keep my head above water and not spiral. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Uh, that's, that's very direct. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um... <laughs> Okay, all right, this is how we're doing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so far I'm doing all right with that. Doing well, good. Right I'm, that. I'm, glad to, I'm very glad to hear that. <laughs> it's early to say in the year, but it's, it's, it's all right. Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, your ideas, are, are they all yours? Do they just, like, occur to you? Is there a ratio of in-between? Is it a mix that you can't tell the difference, or is it just the things in life that pop into your head that end uh, up on the page? I get my inspiration from everywhere. Um, lately, very chunky, colorful sweaters and rug patterns are ha like they've been my favorite things. 70s wallpaper for me. Oh, like, I can't. <laughs> <can't. Sailors. laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I love crazy geometric colorful patterns. I can't help it. What about the 70s shirts? Like uh, the button ups yeah, with the know, patterns? You know oh, it. You oh, know it. Oh. I gotta, gotta have it. I've been telling my kids, they're like, oh, I don't know what to make today. And I'm like, why don't you make the perfect sweater? 
And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, no, listen, this if you go into anything. a store and you saw the sweater and it's the perfect sweater that you've always wanted, what does it look like? And they're like, oh, okay. And then they come out with like these crazy stripes and like usually the shirt has like one pattern on one side and one on the other because they can't decide. And I'm like, okay, yes. These are all amazing sweaters. Yes, here for this. I would, I would buy all of these. Yes, I would buy all of these. Yes. <laughs> I uh, I mid journeyed some super silly Christmas sweaters for a flyer I made for a Christmas event, mm. and it was ridiculous. I loved I it. I, mean, I stacked them all side to side so they looked like you were peering into a closet of just like packed Christmas sweaters that you knew were Christmas sweaters, but something was off. <laughs> something was off. I love that. They all looked really weird. <laughs> Good as yeah. they should. The yeah, best exactly. ones are. I love that. So. What, um, do you have any like overarching themes to your work or uh, a body of work you're trying to get into or work through right now? Well, you know, I had ideas and then last year just really kind of like, it just hit me. <laughs> um, it, I, it, it, it do be that way. It, it do be that way for real. Um, yeah. So my senior thesis was about men and their feelings and how men are not depicted in art with feelings. They're not depicted with family. They're not depicted, uh, in situations like men are expected to be in these situations. This is what we're wanting from them. But like, you know, Mary Cassatt is out here painting like women with the babies. That's great. Where's the men with the babies? Where's like a man crying, you know, like where's like, I don't know. Where is this stuff? So I made all that stuff. Uh, that's great. I think I'm finished with that series. Um, I want to move on. I have been... A couple years ago, I wrote a children's book and started sketching and then, like, quit. And I've, like, picked that back up a little bit. Um, I think it's good. I don't know how long it will take me, not because the actual work takes me long, but because, like... I get distracted easily. Um, no. <laughs> no, me <laughs> no, never. Who <laughs> could never be me? Um, what am I wanting? Like overarching things. I did a series on the series over here was called Clothing Conundrums, and it was like silly cartoons of people who were like, I don't know. Um, let me see if I can find a few words instead of a lot of words. Uh, I mean, a lot of, we have time. Okay. A lot of words is okay. A lot of words is okay. Well, in that case, no, don't do that. <laughs> um, this whole thing is going to be a lot of words. We've already, like, towed over the line. Oh, oh well, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> whoops. No apologies here. Yeah, good, good, good. Uh, so, clothing conundrums. What What are clothing conundrums? Yeah, so it's like... When clothes, you, like, look at clothes and think that they're telling you what you should be. And you just have to, like, take a minute and think, okay, no, the clothes are supposed to benefit me, not me to them. And you just kind of have to take that back. So so it's you wearing the clothes, not the clothes wearing you now? Right. Okay. But the, the joke is that these clothes are trying to wear these people, and it's like the people are taking it back. Like, uh, let me find one. Oh, like returning one. it to the store? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, my favorite one was like a picture I took because I have the world's like tiniest feet. And so I have to get like kids socks. So I had this picture. <laughs> Fun fact. Uh, I had We're this... all learning so much. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. 
Um, so I had this like picture I painted of these socks that were way too big for my feet, and I made these faces on them where they were like grumpy, and it's like, why are like why can't my tiny tulip toes fit in normal socks? <laughs> um, and then what was another one? Um, and I, some of them were like quotes from other people. So I had a lady who came up to me and said, "Oh, I like this series. Use this one." I wear mine big to hide my fat. And I was like, okay, yes, perfect. So I put that on there, and I drew this, like, little guy in, like, this giant T-shirt that just, like, swallowed him, and he was just, like, looking at you. And the joke is, like, well, not really the joke, but the irony, too, is that these people look silly. And so I was hoping it would inspire the viewer to, like, look at it and be like, yeah, clothes are silly for telling me what I should be. I, like, I'm going to take this back. I don't know. Lots of words there. Sounds very empowering. Hopefully it was. It, it, cartoons that are empowering is like an interesting and very thin line, but also like, I don't know. I think it worked. Well, if it's not empowering, at least it's representational of those small moments we have as people where we're just like, ah, oh, the hell. Yeah. It literally, like, <laughs> bro, what? <laughs> is this is what we're doing right now? Hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Um... Yeah, I don't know what other series I'm working on. So, since you're spinning around in your chair, <laughs> we... do, do you, <laughs> you want to give uh, the listeners like the 360 verbal tour of your studio? Uh, if, if you would feel comfortable. Yeah, I don't mind. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it's more organized than it was. Can we start with the shiny uh, chrome oh, mannequin yeah. behind you? Yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. been tickling me pink the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he's like 6'3". He's a mannequin. He's chrome. Um, I got him for my senior thesis as an attempt at really bad sculpture. That was the worst. Because I had built like this acetate belly on him. And mm -hmm. it was like, you know, why are the mannequins not representational of actual people? And they're starting to become more so in the women's department. But the men's department... It ain't changing. So, no. uh, but my job for sculpture on that was really bad. I did a really bad job at it. But is that like the bad, bad job or the good, bad job? No, the bad, bad, the bad, job. bad job. Like, okay. uh, like really bad craftsmanship. It was, oof, I don't even know about <laughs> it. But now he lives in my studio and my friend Bill made this really cool mask for him. So he has like a cardboard horned mask. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, next to that is a clothing rack because I also paint on clothes. Um, next to that, we have this wall. Okay. So on that, I have filled it with my palettes. I don't want, I felt very wasteful, like using a palette and then throwing it away and I could never get them fully clean. So I started turning them in, into like wall hangings and I just like fill up a canvas with as much as I can, I save my, like, dried brushes and I glue them on afterwards to make these, like, glommy, glittery messes and just hang them up. Um, under that's, like, my stack of canvases and a bookshelf. Uh, some frames and postcards are on the wall next to that with more bookshelves full of, like, paint and markers and chalk and tools and drop cloths and whatnot. Uh... Rolls of canvases are next, and then I have this, like, I don't even know how to describe this, like, wonderful storage cabinet. I got it from Able Trade. One of the dudes was selling it, and I was like, now that, that's a gem right there. So it's, like, very compartmentalized, so I have all my paint sorted by, like, color or color range. Um, 
On top of that is the chaos of all of my paintbrushes that uh, only recently got mostly washed. I'm really bad for, like, absolutely never washing my paintbrushes. Uh, Same. Yeah. Yeah, Same. I think this past time was the longest I'd left them, and it had been uh, over a year. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, anyways, so <laughs> moving forward. So they're all clean now. Yeah, well, no, no. They're <laughs> Allegedly, they're all clean now. Allegedly. <laughs> rumor has it they will never leave. Rumor has it they grow legs and, like, get up at night. And Anyways. Uh, then there's two more little shelves, and I'm very proud of some of the storage on some of those because those, I used to work at Jerry's Artorama, and some of those are like commercial storage containers, and so, I don't know, it makes me feel cool. Uh, the next wall is a, like a lamp, and my accumulation of thrift store frames that I rehab for my art. Um, I'm also guilty of that. Oh, like, God. really bad. Yeah, it's so easy to fall in the trap of, like, endless thrift store frames. Like, oh, this is a nice one. Okay. You mean there's a Goodwill here, too? <laughs> right. Uh, I try to keep all of my thrift store shopping to Ambets and Marable. It never disappoints me. But the problem is they always have something. Yeah, I, I frequent that spot, too. That's the best. I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> they always got some. I come out of there spending like 30 bucks, and I'm just like, I didn't mean to do this. Yeah, whoops, not again. But yeah, exactly. But they had this 24 by 36 frame, and it was 10 bucks. Like, you know, and what am I going to say? No? You got to get that. Right, exactly. <laughs> I got three more, but I got to get this one, too. Like, what if I'm going to do a series, you know? <laughs> I, I always just need random everything, I feel yes. like. Just have to have it. And I try not to justify a whole lot by going art supplies and like right. yelling it at the gods, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, I just, I just, I really try not to do that. And I can usually practice self control pretty well, but there are times. Oh, it's rough. <laughs> there, I there are times. My process is I have to go back through them and frequently go. Okay, so I can only keep my favorites. The rest <laughs> have to go. And then I find a new favorite. Okay, well then the old favorite must go. I have to do that frequently or I will be a hoarder. Um, yeah, that's most... And then there's the Pintunias, you know? That's most of my space. There's things everywhere, but it's organized in my own way that I know where things are. And that's why it's important. Because you're yeah. the one using the thing. Right, right, yeah. Usually there's not other people making things in here. It's just me, Yeah. So, so, do you share, I mean, you said you share the studio space, but obviously yeah. this person has a bunch of, like, photography gear, like, yeah. cameras, rigs, and setups and stuff over there. So, Whoever I don't, that may be. yeah, I don't see him very often. He's a very nice man, but he, uh, I think he does most of his work at home and uses this more of, like, a storage space. He did organize recently, so it looks like he might be actually doing something in here. I feel bad because my half tends to, like, leak over to his half, and I'm like, <laughs> no, I've got to see on my half. Um... But yeah, he's very sweet. I don't see him very often. So, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. I usually see more of him on Facebook than I see in real life. <laughs> well, the old internet. Oh, yeah. So, do you ever find uh, some some zen or flow state or that kind of similar focus in your workflow? Very much so. I actually made a playlist that personally I think benefits me very well. Uh, and it, uh, it's called Existential Braingasm. And that's, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, it puts a picture in your head. Yeah. Um, so when I'm painting, it's very much, if I think too much, it won't work. 
and I just have to kind of go to this meditative, non-existent state, and time doesn't happen. I forget to eat. Like, oh boy. Yeah, it's a. Whole You're really thing. in it. Oh, I'm really in it. Like <laughs> the world does not exist when I'm like really like going, and I'm very fast too when I'm in that state. Um, yeah, and I miss being in that state. This past year, I have not been in that very often, but I used to be in it like every day. At least for a few hours. But. Well, can we talk about what a, a good creative day looked like? Oh, God. Yeah. So, uh, when I was younger, like at home in the summer, so to speak, maybe quarantine time would even count. Um, I would wake up. I Quarantine time, I would have online class stuff I would do in the morning, but I guess not on a Saturday. I would wake up, have like a brunch kind of mill about maybe clean something. I really enjoy cleaning. Um, and then, like, mid-afternoon, the creative juices would, like, hit me. And I'd be like, okay, it's time. And I'd go in there, and I'd, like, have a snack maybe. Maybe not. And I'd work until, like, 9 or 10, to where my eyes were just like, I can't do this anymore! And I'd be like, okay. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> now I remember that I am hungry and I go eat and go to bed. I, I do that, but in the mornings. Oh, no, not me. So it's if it's a good creative day for me, I'll wake up between like 7.30 and 9 o'clock. And I'll, if, if I get to sleep in, like that's oh. a normal, like 7.30 is a normal wake up time for me on any given day. I don't have to be at work just biologically. And yeah. I, I love and hate it. Because yeah. it's not going to stop unless I stay up way too late. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I wake up, I like, um, I'll grab some water, I'll walk around the house, check everything out. Uh, and then I'll just sit down at my desk or I'll grab whatever it is and like put it in my lap. I draw on my lap a lot, even though I have a nice desk. It's just, hey, you know, it's just what's here. Yes. Or what's in front of me. And it'll be two, three o'clock and I'm just like, ah. Oh, why do I have a headache? I'm so hungry. I'm thirsty. What? What have I done to myself? And then, you know, like I have, I'm forced to remember that I'm a person and I have a body and I have to go like service it, you know, yeah. like water, food, yeah. like brush your damn teeth. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's that smell? Oh, <laughs> that's me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why is my hand shaking? Oh, I haven't eaten in eight hours. That's why. It's Shoot. covered in paint and lead. It's just like. The hand is doing its own thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it, part of the experience. You know, that's a good, it's a texture. No. <laughs> no, it ain't. <laughs> it's, 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 you need to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoops, not again. <laughs> so, you know, it'll be 3.30 and I've eaten breakfast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah, I'm hungry. Do you go back to your art after that? Or um, it it like... depends on what I'm working on. Sometimes I can finish stuff. A lot of my pieces are manageable under four hours. Okay. Depending on how crazy I want to go. And that includes like drying time and background layers and all that all that jazz. Yeah. Um luckily the gessos and some of the paints that I use for that kind of thing are really quick drying. Okay. Uh, not by any specific design. I just think they happen to do that. That's cool. Um, I'll end up working on multiple pieces at once in order well, to not have that problem. Well I do that sometimes too. Uh if but sometimes I'll draw myself out of pattern and I just have to complete it you oh know? yes uh but there'll be times where i'm just like oh, i want to work on this part of this one and i'll take the colors i'm using here and i'll work on this part of this one because you know i got my palette out and it's got this set of colors on it. i don't want to like just be like all right i'm done yeah and just set 
all kinds of pretty wet paint over there to dry. No, <laughs> I cannot. Yeah, I hate that. But uh, it is what it is because sometimes when you're just done, you're done. And you poured out too much paint and you feel like a dick, but you get over it. Right, <laughs> right. You're right. Yeah. The color can be mixed again. Yeah, it's um, it's just one of those things. But that's generally how that goes when I remember I need to be human. <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time returning to it. Once I, like, the period is over, I go and eat. I'm like, whether I'm tired or not, I cannot return to it. I must find something else. It, it depends on how much this idea is, like, beating at the front of my skull to get uh. out. Because... There have definitely been pieces that I've worked on for weeks just because whatever idea it was had so much traction that I could only work on that. That's know? such a good feeling. Oh. And I really enjoy it. But luckily, I've like been able to pare down these the presentation of these ideas in a way that's manageable for my time and energy and attention span. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah, it and sounds still... like you plan a lot more well, than you do. No, <laughs> no, I just... I, I, I try to be very clear with my tools and, and scope. Okay. So, you know, if, if I sit on, if I'm sitting on a 12 by 12 canvas, I'm just like, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to try and pack. I have this like imaginary density scale in my okay. head for how many lines I want to put in a space. I like that. That's so it's cool. just like how much, how many lines do I want to put in the space? Like how dense is this, you know, this thing going to be? And if it's like 20 or 30%, it's really cool, fun. I can do that in an hour or two. But if it's like 70, 80%, I'll be working for, you know, 9, 12 hours on a 12 by 12 canvas that's got like 3,000 brush strokes on it. Oh, it's ridiculous. Bet. But that's just one of those weird languages I've made up with myself about what I do to, I like to quantify it in some yeah. way that doesn't mean jack shit outside <laughs> of my studio. Hey. It I works. Like it. it works. But it's, it. you know, when I say those things, they come out of my mouth and other people hear them, it feels silly. <laughs> no, it, like, it makes sense. It is very quantitative. It's like coding almost. Well, like... if, if, depend, and I'll set myself up for failure too, because I'll draw grids too complex. I don't, I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> and you're like, no, no. <laughs> what have I done? I'll start laying breaststrokes on it. I'm just like, man, there's too many lines. <laughs> cool. And then I, and then I use like, 20% of what I intended to use, and it's just like, this looks like crap. Add more lines. <laughs> Add more lines. That's me. I get like, most, and I mean, everybody says this, I feel like, but I most of my painting process, I'm like, wow, I hate this. And just like, I have to, yeah, yeah, I have to get to that last bit, and even that last bit, I'm like, I still hate this. So if, and then I have to walk away from it, come back, and just be like, okay, I'm done with it. And three months later, I'll decide I like it. Right. <laughs> it's like sometimes they need room to breathe and you don't want to look at them for six weeks or whatever right yeah just turn that shit over like, yeah oh, 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 oh. Girl, no oh, please don't look at me like that i know i made you but don't look at me like that yep 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 it hurts it does it does sometimes but you just gotta get through it i um if if i'm not liking the end of the thing or what i think it's going to progress into i just get really discouraged sometimes and i'm just like no, I have to finish it. And yeah. even if I finish it and I hate it, I'll paint it over. It'd be fine. Yeah. I have, like, I remind myself that there is a refresh button on this shit. And yes. it's another layer of black gesso. Yeah. And that's all it is. <laughs> I've been getting more used to the, the idea of, like, not getting so attached to everything I make that it would be, like, life or death to where, like, if I painted over it. More recently, I've been like, 
if I make this and I don't like it, I will paint over it and it will be okay. Yeah. That's a new feeling for me. I was always that's, very sensitive. That's a good detachment, I feel like, because you can't satisfy your own self with everything you're going to make all the time. Oh, I was trying. I was trying. I've gotten to where I don't have to anymore, but long time. I mean, I it, it's, it's a hard <laughs> lesson. It really is. Which, which, um, which sort of puts me on the topic of the other podcast I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, a friend of mine slash former guest hit me up weeks and weeks ago and he was like, Hey, I got an idea, <laughs> but <laughs> we should get some people together and burn some shit and talk about why we're burning it. You oh know, like God. Art yes. Projects and stuff. So sounds like you're in. Oh yes. It doesn't even have to be burning. I mean, I've. Oh been, no, we're lighting yeah. a fire. Okay. Bet. No, we're lighting I'm fire. down. I'm so down. We're not just like throwing me a trash can and talking about how bad we feel. <laughs> no, we're lighting these bitches on fire. Good. Can I, like, bring some, like, little fireworks or something? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Like, it's a party. <laughs> okay. Okay. So and I'm yeah. going to be looking around like, what can I explode next? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make this just to explode it. <laughs> hey, that, just tell people first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it's performance art. That's uh, right. That would... It's like, hey, shit's going to go down. You just... I can't tell you what. <laughs> I, no, I love that. No, for real. <laughs> no, but I, I fully intend on putting this together. I'm just trying to find five or six people to do it. Yeah. No, I'm totally down. Sweet. My, yeah. My first destruction of uh, my own property was taking a clay sculpture to the river and watching it dissolve. The next one was more recent. I totally just, like, kicked the shit out of some big canvases and threw them away and was like, yeah, that tells you. And then knowing that other people would see it and, like, I don't know. I didn't like that because then they were going to ask questions. And I didn't want questions. (laughs) I just wanted it to be gone. Uh, But, yeah, kicking the shit out of the canvas was nice. Uh, Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, so next is burning. Yeah. Yeah. That's the next progression, naturally. It's very natural. Up the ladder of screwing stuff up. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, I'm glad you're enthused about this. That makes me even more enthused about this. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I'm totally down. (laughs) Glorious. So that's four people I think so far okay. that are in on this, uh, okay. including myself. <laughs> good. Because I'm gonna burn some shit too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a good time. Mm, I'm here for it. Uh, and you know, I've always wanted to mic up a fire for the podcast. Oh. And and every time I've had the opportunity to do it, it just didn't work out. Okay. Uh, not because we didn't try, or not not because <laughs> we couldn't do it. It's because we didn't try. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah. So I really want to mic up a, a fire. Just to have like the pop and crackle and, and yes. fizzle in the background during conversation. ASMR, yeah, you? yeah, yeah. You know, fireside chat kind of yeah, shenanigans. Yeah. That's actually cool. Like, I, I really chat. want to do that. <laughs> That's cool. That's but it calming. requires putting like this kind of microphone within a few feet of a fire. Mm. That's a risk. I mean, it is. Is it part of like the destruction of things, though? It could be, but I don't want it to be. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. You, I, everybody, I don't know if y'all are going to find out what burning a microphone sounds like. <laughs> I can't make this promise. But, you know, if it does, we'll all learn together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, that could be an interesting sound. A burning microphone being uh, like, that's performance art right there. New mixtape, burning microphone. Oh god! I, <laughs> I need, I need to see if there's a like a duty free clip or a, what a royalty free clip on the internet of a microphone literally set on fire before I go and like really make this happen for myself. Yes, <laughs> yes. Try to find one before you explode your own. Yeah. 
It'd be less expensive. Well, I mean, not that this particular microphone is, you know, ridiculously expensive, but it's not super cheap either. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's here for you. It you know? works really well. Yeah. So you and don't I just have can't to, yeah. bring myself to practice on a fire just yet. Maybe one day. Right. But not that day. Yeah, let's not. We don't have to light that on fire. That could be, <laughs> be the next podcast where, you know, you're burning shit, you know? Well, maybe that one should be a video. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. Whatever you want to do. Stuff things. I'm just down to burn stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I care about. <laughs> so, have, have you ever incorporated, like, literal fire into your work process? Your, yes. Your creative process? Yes? Yes. Ooh, how? Um... This one time I wanted to make like a destruction piece and I didn't end up liking it that much because it was like, okay, I'm trying way too hard and this canvas is like, okay, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> was it asking for it? Well, yes, because I had like rolled my chair back in college and like put a big hole through the canvas and I was like, okay, so I'm going to make this part of the artwork. It worked and it didn't work. Um, I... Tried to get my heat gun to, like, catch it on fire. It just made it really stinky and brown. And then I tried to, like, light part of it on fire, which worked. But then I was like, oh, shit, it's burning fast. Like, get this shit out. <laughs> I gotta keep part of it. I gotta keep part of it. Come on now. And then I, like, took... I cut out a square from the hole. And I, like, painted on it. And I tried to, like, put masking tape on it to, like, put it back on there as, like, okay, this is where this what. The masking tape didn't stick. I had to use super glue, and I felt really like odd about super gluing masking tape to the canvas. <laughs> and I think that's part of why I didn't like it. Um, that just rubbed you the wrong way. It really did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was not satisfying. It was like, okay, no. As you're doing it, I hate myself. <laughs> yeah, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean. It was not meant to be used. If it's peeling off, it's not meant to be used like that. Go find something that, okay. <laughs> Note to sale. <laughs> yeah, get some tape that works. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it ended up all right, but yeah. But yes, I have used fire in my art. That's one place I can remember. I don't know if there's any others. Oh, uh, another would be when I was a kid. And there, uh, my dad would have a bonfire, and I would go out and pick the pieces of charcoal out of it the next day and, like, do charcoal drawings on the rock. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was fun. I dig that. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. I'm, I'm bad for, like, grabbing that one good fire poking stick and taking it out of, you know, fire poking duty and just, like, drawing stuff on, yeah. the, on the ground with the charcoal-ended stick. Yeah. I'm so bad for that. Well, it's not a fire poking stick. It's a, it's a charcoal it's stick. It's a pencil. It's a yeah, it's a too. pencil. <laughs> I'm also really bad for just like spending hours standing in the sun, drawing in the sand on the beach and uh, forgetting that I'm a person and get sunburned. Uh, I easily I'm, get sunburned. I, I, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we share a, a, a pale complexion. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was once told that uh, when I got sunburnt, it peeled off and I got whiter and it looked like the underside of a fish's belly. And I was like, you know what? That's true. Sometimes when I swim in a dirty lake, it like glows. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, and you know what? I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's magical. Sure. <laughs> it's well, it, it, make, it makes for high visibility is what it does. I know. And I'm like, if there's any predatory fish out here, you don't see me. Come on now. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I've, I've definitely like uh, been out in the sun way too long on the beach with just that right stick drawing circles oh. and swirls and, you know, just doodling it up. 
Yeah. And all of a sudden, come back in the house, like eat lunch and get in the shower. I'm like, oh, God. Why does it hurt? <laughs> Everything hurts. Why? <laughs> Not me, oh, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Daytona. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. Those sunburned days. My friends growing up had a pool, and my favorite was just to, like, veg out and then, like, realized later that I was burning the whole time and I was like oh shit that's what that was <laughs> yeah oh that's why that that's why that sun felt so spicy <laughs> so, so whose parent had the the whole big like giant gallon of green aloe vera goo because mm. surely one of them had it my mom <laughs> mainly because I was the one who was always burning and she wasn't <laughs> But her mom did start, like, every time I'll go over there, she would start, like, do you have sunscreen on? We've got extra. We've got extra. Go put some more on an hour in. You need some more sunscreen. Don't get burned at my house. I'll feel bad. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. I got, they even bought me this shirt one time at the beach uh, that had, like, SPF in it because they could see I was burning even though I, like, kept putting sunscreen mm -hmm. on. And I felt bad, but I was like, thank you for this. Right. This really came in clutch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I own a couple of those, so they work really well. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, I don't know. But, yeah, they they work for their intended purpose. Yes. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you look like one of those dogs wearing That's a, exactly a what shirt. I wanted to say. Yes. <laughs> you look yes. like a thundershirt. Thundershirt dog, but in human form. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, it's not the cutest, but it does the job. Yeah. That's my whole life. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, every day I feel closer and closer to that. I started out as a little kid who was like, okay, dress up is for me. Um, if I have to keep my regular clothes on underneath my dress up clothes, I am not truly dressed up. I am still myself. I am not the character. And now I'm like, okay, I have to fight the sweatpant urge every day now. <laughs> Every day, like, don't these sweatpants look, like, at least a little professional? Like, maybe if I put them with a... No, no. Put the sweatpants down. <laughs> I, I love how everyone tries to sell themselves. Yeah, yeah. So, but look at it. No. <laughs> but come on, look at it. No, put it down, please. <laughs> I, uh, I acquired a couple sets of champion joggers for Christmas, and I've been uh, really enjoying them. So, mm -hmm. you know, societal norms would be damned. <laughs> yeah, literally. Literally. I've been getting, like, uh, they have golf pants on Amazon, which, you know, you think, okay, a pair of, like, buttoned-up plaid pants. No. These are, like, joggers, but they look like dress pants. And I, like... Oh, you found uh, where the Venn diagram overlaps. Yes. L look at you. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> you wear those with a sweater, and you look professional, and you feel like you're in your pajamas. It's That's, great. You know what... As a human being, comfort is one of the things I strive for. Oh, Lord. And that's, <laughs> yes. and that's part of the reason you see me dressed like this before you. It's great. The tie-dye is impeccable. Well, uh, listen. <laughs> if it was any color, I would wear it because it is this comfortable. Well, so it, like, you are it lucky just, it is a good, excellent color. It just so happens this is a really good mix of all the things I requested. Yes. Yes, <laughs> it is. I would wear it. Uh, shout out, Lucky Clown Clothing at, in Middle Tennessee. You're the best. Um, whoop, whoop. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I wear this thing. A good friend of mine has a very similar one. We've taken pictures in them together because we're nerds like that. Bet. Yeah. Matchy patchy, you know? Yeah. Oh, yes. 100%. Yes. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I, I, I like comfortable things and I like to think I'm a leisurely minded person. So I'm not going to out, you know, just 
volunteer myself to be uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The older I get, the more I realize like, okay, so I get this urge to dress up 10 minutes in of dressing up. It's like, I hate this. Get this off of my body. (laughs) Yeah. So trying to find where the Venn diagram overlaps is uh, very important. Um, I think for me, it's weddings and other related social functions because the only time I've ever like acquired a tuxedo or some like fancy formal Mm -hmm. dress it's been to celebrate other things that have nothing to do with me whatsoever other yeah. than my presence being requested. Right. So, you know, that's about the only time I get real fancy dressed up. But I will dress flamboyantly for no reason at all. Snaps all around. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, there's, I have like geometric design pants I could have worn with this. Oh, there, yes. there, there are things I could have been much more flamboyantly dressed. Um I love like patterned things. They're, you know, it's hard because I have a couple of thrift store pairs of pants that I got at Amvets and they're great. They're really too small for me, but I squeeze into them because they're so unique and I love them. And it's like, okay, when, when am I going to decide for comfort versus the squiggly pants that are like 80s, uh, subway car carpet pants. But you need to wear them. Exactly. Gotta wear them. <laughs> Gotta wear them. Small so, periods of time. Like, I oh. saved these from oblivion. <laughs> yes. I deserve this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So, why is fashion a big deal to you and your oh. creativity? I really want to hear that. Yeah. We've been talking all around it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you know, that's true. I love fashion. I was going to be a fashion designer when I was little. Uh, I think it's like a form of expression that you wear and it's uh very closely connected to like your person um literally and metaphorically yes so it has to like it has to feel right in the way it represents you like this is what i like to feel on my body and my skin this is what i like to look like this are the colors this is how i'm present there's like so much that goes into it that is representational of the person and, you know, I say all this stuff about sweatpants, but, like... I don't know where that connects. Uh, um, Comfort and expression. Right, yeah. So those two overlapping are very important to me. Um, I love very soft things. Uh, textures, like uh, fuzzy blankets, or I love terry cloth. Um, trying to think of other things that... The way long-haired cats feel um, brings me so much comfort. <laughs> oh, God. And, and if somebody knows what a long-haired cat feels like, you instantly just pet a long-haired cat in your brain. And, and it brought and you a, so much comfort. And uh, uh, I saw myself just like <laughs> See? Yeah, see? see, you got me. <laughs> Petting a long-haired cat is equivalent to a certain shade of blue that is like a denim uh, washed out, uh, pastel-y blue. It's called comfort blue in my head. Ooh, so do you relate sensations to colors and other sort of things in this synesthetic manner? Uh, I, in the way that colors have big personalities, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I don't know how else to describe that, but yes. So, so one of the things that I do like that mixes things up like that um i will tell you what shape a smell is okay and um 
There is no shape. There is no things. shape that smells, but, but, but like it does. Some things that are really like uh, stinky and acidic and sour are really spiky and, and sharp. I was gonna say they're very angular. Yeah, yes. they're 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 very prismatic and okay. uh, complex, but always pointy. Always, always pointy. pointy. And it could be a lot of points, it could be a few points, but they're always pointy. And like uh, more organic, uh, skunky, dank kind of smells are like. <laughs> Um, they're 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 always round, okay. and and they're uh, like fuzzy or um, like a long haired cat who hasn't washed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more like um, you know how like a fleece blanket gets like little fuzz balls on yes. it. Sometimes it it looks and feels like that. Got it. Got uh, it. But those are the two examples off the top okay. of my head that I can just like, okay. muck around. What is like cookies? What what shape is cookies? Oh, that's like a really um. It's a, a organic fluid shape, like okay. uh, just like a, a, a vibrating blob, you know. Okay, um, a happy little like yeah. Yeah, okay. it's like it's just like silly putty kind of thing. It can oh, be any shape and just kind of like droops. Yeah, and, yeah, know. plasma, like yeah. plasma almost. It's, yeah, it's just a, a, a dynamic volume of Gooey liquidy list. things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Got any other zingers? I'm here for it. Yeah. Cookies was a really good one because I had to think about that. Um, like, how did I feel last time? One I... of my obsessions uh, is freshly mowed grass. As you can see, my uh, grass carpet, I couldn't get turf. But it's very important to me to have this. Um, makes me feel like I'm outdoors, but, you know, not outdoors. It's um, very, a very grounding thing. I like it a lot. Yeah, so what is freshly mowed grass to you? That one, that one takes on a little bit more... Um, it's wispy. Yeah, like, like, wispy, like, like, wispy. Like how it would hit you, like how it would hit your nose. Okay. Like a brush stroke or a pen stroke or, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, That's probably my favorite smell, but I am allergic to freshly mowed grass. So no! It does come with a cost. It does. So as soon as you roll your window down in some suburban neighborhood. I'm like, like <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't breathe for the next three days. <laughs> Why see, did I do this? You see a lawn truck pulled over with its flashers on and you're just, dear God. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> I'm this like, means trouble for me. I want to smell it so bad, but if I do, it comes with a cost. <laughs> uh, you shake your fist at the sky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why me, oh Lord? <laughs> uh, Spare me this once. <laughs> this cruel and unusual punishment. I'll never ask again. <laughs> it's like when you're hungover, you're just like, yeah, please take this away from me. I'll never do it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three weeks later, I'll never do it again. <laughs> Yeah. It'd be like that. <laughs> it really do. But it's it's funny how a, a person's brain can anthropomorphize or take uh, something and relate it to the other. Synesthesia is one of my favorite things about the human experience. Me too. I really enjoy it. Yes. I'm very much into all like all things psychology and brain science and stuff. Uh, my minor in college was uh, psychology, and I wanted to do more, but there were so many core classes, and it was just like... My major is art, and I graduated early, so I didn't have time to take as many brain classes as I wanted to, but it stays one of my niche interests, for sure. Mm. Um, I, the nervous system of the human body is a really fascinating thing to me. Uh, the, the mechanisms of it, physical and uh, electrochemical, I, yes. I get real nerdy about it, too, That's cool. because it's the only thing where there's nothing that makes everything happen. Because one of my one of the themes that I like to play with is the negative space of the synaptic cleft. 
I think I know what that means. The, the space between their endings. Yes, okay, yes. Um, so that gap, like where chemicals and electricity get spit yes. back. Literally spit back and forth at each other. It's just not like <laughs> Not like I'm going to hand it off to you, you're going to touch it, I'm going to touch it at the same time, then you're going to walk away with it. No, it's just like... <laughs> and it's spit like at each fart. other. God, yes. It's like you, <laughs> your neurons are just farting at each other and sees what happens. We're but, all, you know, functioning on neuron farts. Oh, God. This, that's, mm-hmm, yes. Yeah. Neuron farts. Uh, so, you what know, are neuron farts? Like, what shape are those? Ne- <laughs> <laughs> I what does it even smell like? I, I gotta smell it first. <laughs> oh, okay. I gotta fair, smell it first. Fair. That's very fair. But I imagine very, like, cartoony, cloudy, very bulbous. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, with a name like fart, like a neuron fart, like how can but it like, be? But imagine if a cloud was actually made out of cotton candy okay. and it was multicolored. Okay. That's, that's what it would have to that's be. That's cool. Because I don't know what color the chemicals in my brain are. Like if I were to see them in a bottle, it'd probably be white or clear, you know? <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> so that's that's where I stand on that mess. Okay. <clears throat> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I've painted pieces and made artworks that are specifically about that gap. And, uh, neuron farts. Yeah, the gap <laughs> and neuron farts. And they're really brightly colored and they glow in the dark. Exactly <laughs> like you said. That's cool. I love playing with glow-in-the-dark stuff. That's so oh, fun. A lot of my work glows in the dark. Because anything is instantly cooler when you can see it when the light goes. Okay, then you will love this. I So in college, I made a like, nude portrait of a woman. And I, it was beautiful. Okay, so I didn't remember the fact that she was glow-in-the-dark until like this past year. Because... I had also made a man to go with her, and um, per the request of my mom's boyfriend, he wanted them together to go in his bedroom or whatever, um, and I had this like, oh wait, do I make them both glow in the dark? Yes, I guess I should. Okay. Yeah, probably. Well, then this year, he's like, okay, so unfortunately, we cannot hang these in the bedroom because they glow in the dark, and he didn't realize it, and I was like, oh, I see how that's a problem now. Like, you've got these glowing figures, like, staring at you while you sleep. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, well. Hitching the giddy up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how big were they? Oh, they're big. They're... Like, four feet, five feet? Because if they're, like, close to human scale, then that could 24 be... 24 a... by 36. Okay. That's not But so they're, bad. like, zoomed in. So they are, they're not that far from human scale. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, the practical applications of things that glow in the dark, too. The knobs for my fan, the pull tack. Oh, bro, that is so smart. So, so when I'm laying in bed and it's all dark and I need to get straight up out of bed and grab the light, I can just see the one. But there's also been times on the other side of this coin where it's just like, what is that? <laughs> And then I remember, oh, I'm an idiot. I painted the, the pull on the fan. Yeah. Did it ever look like two eyes? They're well, they're like this, too, and they're oh. teardrop. And it's a teardrop shape, and they have oh. the injection mold has, like, the fan and the light on it. So, you know, if I cared to look in the light, I could see that. But I just know where shapes are, yeah. and I can just grab for the little glowy thing. That's cool. Yeah. It's probably the most practical thing I've ever done with glow-in-the-dark paint. That's, uh, that's really smart. Yeah. Otherwise, it's all aesthetic and... and oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it comes in really handy. It really, really does. I don't think I've tried to use it practically. That's smart. I've tried, like, you know, 
use it practically. That would make that would make more sense. <laughs> what it? Well, out of all of the gallons of glow in the dark paint I've ever bought in my life, that's the one instance of like a tenth of an ounce of paint that that, that I could, it made it <laughs> worth it. <laughs> if that's the only thing in my life I ever practically use glow in the dark paint for in, in my home and like how I go about my day every day, sure, it's justified. Screw it. Yes, yes, I support it, I support in the, it. In all of the gallons that I've ever made, or ever purchased and used. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've used it uh, for, like, you know, useful things. And, you know, I didn't really think about it very long either. I was just, like, sitting on the couch, doing the thing, using it, and I was just like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> it just hit me. It just strikes you sometimes. You know, sometimes when you're walking around the house, and you got a paintbrush in your hand, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> I had this little girl today who, <laughs> she didn't know I was looking at her, but she was painting on her picture, and then I saw her look up in the front, and I was like, okay, I know where this is going. <laughs> and then she, like, starts painting the sky. Like, there's nothing there. She's just painting the air. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then she turns around where I've got all of the classes, like, labeled, and she starts painting that, and I was like, hey, uh-uh. <laughs> and she was like, oh. And then she put it back on the paper. <laughs> I love that she started up here to, <laughs> yeah. like, to distract or, or obfuscate what was about to go down. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm just up here. Nobody pay any attention to me. No, no. And then it was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> was like, you quit. You quit, please. Uh, I, I know I'm very familiar with classroom scenarios. My mom was a teacher. Okay. And I've spent a lot of time that wasn't in class in schools and on campuses and whatnot. So, like... All the shenanigans that happen in a classroom, I, I just... I, I love them. The crowd, the social dynamic in a classroom of just, like, people doing things. Yeah. It's just so fun to watch. My favorite group, uh, in December, for three weeks straight, and they're kindergartners, which is impressive that they stayed with a bit for three weeks. <laughs> You're um, right. It is. <laughs> it really is. They were all obsessed with drawing hair on their letters. And it got to the point where I couldn't even read their names because they would add different hair. Like, some of them had mohawks on all of their letters of their names. Some of them had little wisps of hair. Some of them had, like, crazy curls. And they would just, like, giggle about having hair on their letters. And it was the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time to stick with it, though. I mean, and every time I pass out, Miss Chloe, I added more hair to my letters. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you. <laughs> and then both M's have a mullet. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Suddenly that mohawk is a mullet. Oh, no. Oh, and then they're giggling twice as much. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Those letters really did have a business in the front party in the back kind of attitude, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, well, they're, they're, they're small children. They don't know how to separate party from business no, just yet. Uh, that's true. That's true. Party is business, and business is party for them. I mean, if, if you have scheduled blocks of playtime. Yeah. Let's, let's be real about this. We could use scheduled blocks of playtime. Oh, yeah. Really. Like, adults, listen, everybody. If you're an adult, listen, first of all. Schedule some playtime. <laughs> yes. And I'm I'm going to use one F-bomb in this episode right now, if that's all right with you. I will go on with all it. All right, shit. <laughs> Plan some fucking playtime. Because you deserve it, and it's good for you. And that's a public service announcement from Thomas Zachary. Y'all can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. I actually saw a cool video recently where this girl has been started, like, she's uh, taking weird walks, and so she walks around until she finds something weird. Ooh, I'm here for it. I know. I was like, okay, now that's something for my mental health I will actually do. <laughs> and get you out of the house. And right. You gotta go walk. Yeah. Yeah. With a purpose, to find something weird. Like, I like that purpose. I feel like that's 
a like a a, a secondary uh what a secondary achievement for my day. Yes. Like it's so, always in the background. If I find something weird, I've I've won. Yes. <laughs> yes. Always looking for it, and that's you know that's where I get my inspiration. Is like you know Ooh, you find this. Circle. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Circle, circle, circle. Okay, yeah. That's where I get my inspiration. I'm like looking around, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. I like it, and I look bookmark it in my brain, and I like mentally take a picture of it, and then like it comes back to me later, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. And then all of these things kind of like network together, like this weird sort of spaghetti meatball dish, and then it happens. Like creativeness happens. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's a hell of a practice. Um, but I think that's actually a really good spot to stop since okay. we came full circle with the thing and we don't have to drag it out much longer than that. Okay, uh, sounds good to me. So if you will uh, tell people where they can find your things uh, in real life and in the internet, that would be great. I would, yeah. I would love to hear it and so would they. Yeah, okay. So <clears throat> real life, I am currently at Broadway Studios and Galleries. Uh, we're mostly open by appointment. Which you can reach me um, by my email, which is chloemelton9 uh, at gmail.com. Or the best way to get in touch with me is probably through Instagram. Um, I'm also on Facebook and TikTok, but Instagram's the best. Uh, and that would be Clover Fine Arts. On, on the old Instagrams. On, on the Instagram, on the TikTok, on the Facebook. All the things. All, all the things. Clever your, Fine Arts. Your SEO is optimized. <laughs> right. Sure. So, um, <laughs> when are you going to hunt down and murder the other eight Chloe Meltons that have taken your email address? Oh! One, and one. you know, I made that so long ago <laughs> that there's probably more by now. Oh, that sounds like you've got a challenge. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll bring them to that, like, burning podcast thing. Yeah. And I won't tell them why they're coming. Just so that I can have the correct don't email address. Don't say it right now, because, you know, the, the, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I would never. We're, we're not going to throw people in this fire to make sure you're <laughs> the only person with this email at all. No. No, that would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there are worse things. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I will not be doing either, but, yeah, it's, it's a fun joke. Ha ha. You know, <laughs> me slapper out here. Uh, we're not going to murder anybody, I swear. If we're putting anything in the fire, it's going to be a microphone. Y'all quit worrying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this has been an episode of the KAAMP. I'm Thomas. Uh, this is the Knoxville Area Artist Networking Platform. If you want to support the podcast, you can like it, rate it, share it, shove it in your friends' ears. Um, you can even make... Um, cookies listening to the podcast if you want i would really appreciate you having cookies since you put cookies on my mind now i have to have cookies tonight uh so you know get yourself some cookies tell people about the podcast uh follow the podcast on instagram uh kwamp podcast um blah 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 if you want to buy my art you can uh, find me at ptw underscore artworks and that would be honestly the most direct and effective way to support me and my creative efforts in art and podcasting. Thank y'all very much.